let's listen to really smart people, <laughs> take what they have to offer, and use it as our own. Kind of how we got through school. <laughs> <laughs> So today, yeah, we got a new Jason's Jewels coming at you. We're going to try to get this one quick. Yeah. Good. Yep. I'm really organized today. Yeah. You got them all just pulled up there. We're I'm ready to rapid rock. fire. Yeah. Because yeah. we normally just, they've been bad. He fired me. Our, yeah. Our past Jason's Jewels have not gone as well as I think we've So I'm going to start off with this one, see what you think. So it's just going to be kind of quick. Jason's going right, to go listen, through studies. I and have we're probably riff. six or seven new studies okay. that'll all be interesting. Everybody will love it. I probably should get a big standing ovation after this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In my mind. All right. Good study. I want to see what you think is going to happen, Hot Shot. Okay. All right. All right. This one is on. Body weight squats versus free weight barbell squats. Free weight bar. Okay. Okay. Listen, 10 body weight squat variations, three variations each session. Okay. So they could do like a sumo. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Okay. A total of six sets of eight to 12 reps. Okay. They did the same thing comparing that to barbell squats using 60 to 80% of one rep max. Okay. Six sets, eight to 12 reps. Okay. Six weeks. Okay. Which group did better with an increase in cross-sectional thickness? Of the... Gastrocnemius, medial and lateral. Okay. Rectus femoris. Okay. Um, gluteus maximus. Okay. Upper and lower division. They did the rectus femoris in the upper and lower division too. So, so we have one group that's... Barbell squatting only. With weight, six, with weight 60, 60 to 80% so of one rep max. Decently heavy, but not super heavy. Yep. And then over here is, what What was the other group? They're just they doing, doing a, body weight squats, same sets and reps, okay. but doing just body weight. 10 body weight squat variations. So okay, it could be yeah. sumo, sumo, all, all kinds of stuff. Yes, yes, I'm going yes. non-barbell. I'm going to say non-barbell, only because I knew from a future podcast we're going to do on arse development. Yes, that squatting, which this actually doesn't have anything to do with glutes, but I saw in that study, squatting was not great for hypertrophy of the rectus femoris. And I'm guessing it's also not great for great for hypertrophy for the gastroc. So for that reason, I'm going to agree with Zach. I'm going to go with the body weight, all the, all the variations. Am I right? So there was not a statistical significant difference between the two groups when it came to cross-sectional thickness across all muscle groups. Okay. So they were all about the same. They all were about the same. Uh, the lower division of the glute max and the non-barbell was a little bit less. Okay. I would agree with that. Um, the uh, rectus femoris was a little bit less in the body weight versus the weight. Okay. And the gastroc was a little bit less. In the body weight? In the body weight. Okay. But, but just not but statistically. From statistic yeah. Okay. Okay. They're Guess what muscle groups changed the most over time? Of those three categories, mm -hmm. rectus femoris, gastroc or glute max? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say glute max. Glute max improved the most? Yeah. Yes. Second. Gastroc. Yes. Look at you. Wow. You know your body. Which is surprising because you're always taught to stay, keep your heels down mm -hmm. and you're not doing anything from a knee flexion standpoint. Okay. Yeah. Right? You're passively doing knee flexion. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised, but there must be a big push from the ground up. We call that ground force reaction. Mm, powerful. So that was good. So people don't have any excuses. 
That's it. So there you go. The takeaway is, hey, if you're trying to grow your glute mat or, or just make gains, body weight squats with maybe a bunch of different variations is can be just as effective as barbell. Yeah. Would save, you, your, save your spine. Save your spine. Right. Potentially. But we still need them. They need to do a lot of zone two. They need to get to OPS. Okay. <laughs> okay. We don't there need you go. to lose any memberships at this point, right? Yeah, right. Okay. So I have another one. Um, It's coming up right here. I have it. I told you I was organized, but then I hit a button and it went away. Yeah. I, I would prefer to lift that way. Like avoid the, the body or the uh, barbell squats at all cost. Same. And then really? add in some like calf type stuff. Yeah. And for you me, know. the same, I can't remember if we've talked about this on past podcasts, but I'm just one of those people. I think it's just the way I'm built. Like mm -hmm. I'm I just long torso and gangly by nature that I just squatting has never felt good. Squatting with a bar on my back has never felt good to me. It's the limiting factor. Yeah. Like my body just immediately is like, why are you doing this? Yeah. I think as opposed to a like a good burn, good pump, never got that with squatting. If I throw something under my heels, it helps. But like, it's weird because I feel like my ankle dorsiflexion is pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably your uh, femur to tibia ratio. Probably. Um, but yeah, I would agree. I, I did like two weeks ago a really good back squat because I hadn't done it in a while. Okay. I've been doing a lot of step ups. Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of deadlifting and I thought, all right, well, I saw somebody barbell back squatting. I'm like, shit, I'm going to do it today. Yeah. My upper inner hamstring hurt so bad yes. for a week that I wanted to die. Yes. And I didn't, and wasn't like even doing heavy. It's not a good hurt. No, it's I get the same pain. thing. It's like that, yeah, high hamstring right under your butt crack or yeah. butt cheek. It's just like it's it's screaming and not in a good way. So I did two, like a set of five, a set of three to warm up. And then I, I was doing uh, five sets of five. Not okay. heavy. Okay. And uh, my third set of five, I got down to the bottom, squeezed my glutes. Okay. And almost went into a full Charlie horse, my <laughs> hamstrings. Yeah. Like, this isn't even fine. I had, same. I'm the same so way. So I only got three sets in. Okay, yeah. I'm going to make us some shirts that say my femur tibia ratio right. prevents me from squatting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I don't have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is another study. This is good because we get this question a lot. Okay. On time-restricted eating. So where you use a small window of time to try to get all your calories in. Yeah, maybe another name would be intermittent fasting. Yes. Okay. So in this time-restricted, it wasn't even that bad. Okay. But they took two groups. Um, the time-restricted eating had to eat all meals between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Okay. Okay. Right. So then they had a Eight long fasting period after that six, right? Yep. The other group, the control, all meals were from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Okay. So... Then they controlled this for calories and protein intake. So protein intake was the same in both groups. They all got one gram per kilogram per day. Okay. Got it? Yep. Which is, we think, low, but it's above the RDA. Yes. Okay. So after 10 days, they did some testing in lean mass. Okay. You said after 10 days? After only 10 days. Wow. Okay. Not even, yeah, week and a half. 10 days, the time-restricted eating group, um, their lean mass, their muscle mass, decreased by one kilogram so okay. 2.2 pounds they must have been eating uh like that must have been just a lot less calories like to get that kind of change in just 10 days potentially they must have yeah, yeah. anyway the control group only lost 0.2 kilograms okay but i think what happens when you go into that long fasted state you start to reduce you rely on other things quickly yeah right the fat mass uh time restricted eating lost 0.4 kilograms so they lost more muscle than they lost fat. Okay. 
the control lost one kilogram. So they, they had five times more fat mass loss than lean mass, than muscle mass. Okay. So, so that kind of shows like a big window of not eating may not be good for body composition. Yeah. No, that was an interesting one. Um, would you have thought that? I wouldn't have thought it would be that remarkable, especially after only 10 days. So I wonder, you know, we had that uh, episode on uh, semi-glutide. Oh, okay. Um, yep. uh, GLP-1. Yeah. And we saw that there is a significant decrease in lean body mass, right? Yes. I wonder if it is because those people just don't feel like eating. They don't eat. Right. I want to see what it is like more than 10 days out. Like if it keeps that trend. Like if that's not just their bodies adjusting to it. Yeah, right. If it's just too short a window to get any meaningful data. And I would also say, I wonder what happens if you um, up their protein. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, I would argue that's still low on the protein. And is it like, okay, if your protein's low and you have a restricted feeding EDO, it's just like a double bad versus if it was higher and still equated, would it be that drastic? I don't know. I don't know either. <clears throat> that's tough. Like all of a sudden the other group probably wouldn't lose any lean body mass. Yeah, right. Maybe. If you're already like putting like starving the people and then on top of it, you're like, you can only eat in this window. Like mm -hmm. I'm sure that they're like, oh God, this is yeah, the worst. Right. That's yeah. what, yeah, you kind of wonder. All right. So another one. This is just a fun fact. Okay. Sometimes we'll get some old school bro guys in here. Bro science. Um, and they'll be like, well, Rocky ate raw eggs. Oh yeah. So raw eating five raw eggs versus five hard boiled eggs. Got it. Okay. And they looked at um, peak concentration in plasma essential amino acids and myofibular protein synthesis rates after. Okay. okay? So they compared the two groups. Okay. And what we saw eating boiled eggs produced a 20% higher peak concentration in plasma essential amino acids. Wow. Isn't that fascinating? Mm. On the other side, myofibrillar <laughs> protein synthesis rates were about the same. Okay. But the plasma concentration was rapidly increased by the hard-boiled eggs. Hard-boiled eggs. So they, but they're already denatured, I bet, some of the protein, so they didn't have to break it down all the way. Yeah, maybe. You know what? That's interesting. So they don't talk about the people that got E. coli or Exactly, yeah. That. That's what, <laughs> what was the, yeah. How many people had to drop out of the study due to E. coli poisoning? Okay. So <clears throat> another study. I want you to tell me what you think is going to happen here. Ooh, okay, this is fun. Good big meta-analysis on energy deficiency resistance with resistance training and they're talking about gains in lean mass okay and strength okay okay so you're in a caloric deficit okay 500 cows a day which is what is kind of recommended don't go below that right so, so they're eating they're only eating 500 calories they're a day. eating 500 reduced reduced by 500. from their okay from their bmr got it okay 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 so what do you think happened to lean body mass? They were all doing the same resistance training program. Okay. Okay. So what do you think happened? Are you giving me a group A or a group B? Uh, so it, with in regards to lean body mass, do you think there was a significant change, good or bad, with that reduction of 500 calories? Um, I w and the resistance training? <clears throat> I would say that I, I was under the impression the standard advice is – like the top of the bell curve, if you're somebody who's cutting calories, the goal is you're doing that because you want to lose body fat. And uh, if you're losing body fat, you're always going to lose probably a little bit of lean mass with it. Unless you're like, a, a your resistance training is really on point, your protein's really on point, and maybe you just have some favorable genetics, 
you could probably lose less lean mass, but you're always going to lose a little. Perfect. That's what they, the, the findings was, um, there was a significant limitation in gaining lean body mass while on a 500 calorie reduced diet. I would agree. Right. Yep. You're probably going to lose some. What do you think happened to strength? Do you think it reduced similarly to lean body mass? I'll go ahead and say yes. If lean body mass is going down a little bit, strength would probably go down a little bit. Very little effect on strength over okay. the period of the study. All right. Maybe it wasn't a long enough study to reduce body mass enough to affect strength at that level, right? Yeah, right. Maybe. So I, I thought it was good. That was good. Yeah. I think that's just a good thing to keep in mind. Like, look, if you're cutting calories and you're losing weight, you probably are going to lose a little bit of lean mass with it. The goal being try to make it as little as possible. Mm-hmm. And yep. we can't just worry about what the scale says. We got to worry about body composition. Right. Okay. Another study for these uh, meatheads. Okay. They looked at uh, the effect of the direction of gaze on the kinematics of the squat exercise. So where your eyes are pos- and head is positioned. As you're squatting. As you're squatting, does that change the kinematics? So the the sequencing and the movement of that exercise. Okay. What do you think, Hot Shot? I was always taught... Chest up, eyes up. Eyes, yeah, right. I was, uh, yeah, for sure, don't look down. I guess, what what kind of kinematics were they looking at? Um, they were looking at spine and hip kinematics. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So what's ideal? I would say... Um, so I'll tell you where they were. So Neutral so, gaze was straight ahead. Yep. Looking up was intersection of wall and ceiling. Okay. Looking down was intersection of the wall and the floor. floor. Yeah, so what's best? Um, it's an easy one, Nick. Come on. I'm going to go ahead and say neutral was best. You think that was best? Yeah. Zachy? Yeah, I'm going to... You know what? I'll go up. You're saying going up was better? Yeah. yeah. Which I would say was kind of always the old school advice. Yeah. Like, look up. So, Definitely not down. So what they found was that looking down caused a uh, significant increase um, to the extent of hip flexion. So the tucking under of okay, your pelvis. Yeah. The butt wink. The butt wink. Yeah. Um, and also caused a greater um, trunk flexion as well. I would agree. So spine angle, right. bends forward, hips tuck under. So as predicted, looking down, bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the only reason they're going to go with looking up is better because there was a bigger change difference between looking up and looking down versus looking neutral and looking uh, down. But okay. there wasn't a significant difference between looking up and looking neutral. Does that okay. make sense? Got it. Yep. So I think as long as you're not looking down at the floor and I see people do that. Yeah. Um, Take that. Then Nick. you're going to have a better <laughs> chance. <laughs> I was right. You were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll agree with that. So what do you think about that? Good to know. All right. One last study. Maybe two. Okay. They looked at sprinters and 100 meter results with sprint 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 and strength training and then what uh muscle physiology looked like after a program okay so they took sprinters they okay. were between a 10-4 and 11-3 100, in meter, the 100 dash. meter dash which yep. are fast guys fast guys um they put them on a three-month program where they were looking at strength training only versus sprint and strength training six days a week okay they were on average working out two and a half to three hours a day which is a lot that's a lot of training six yep. days a week okay so and they in the sprint strength training group, they had a seven percent decrease in the proportion of type one fibers. Yeah, slow okay. twitch. So slow twitch went down. Yep, and they had an sixteen percent increase in the propor- proportion of type two A fibers. Okay, fast twitch went up, 
slow twitch went down compared to the other group yep, that was which just, means we which was just sprinting uh, which was just uh resistance just training. resistance training yeah. that's right okay so the bottom line is uh it seems to be you should sprint and lift yeah so that's what we're going with here okay. now instead of just lift yeah it there it, there was a low in value there yeah not a lot of participants um but i don't think we can just go find a lot of participants that fit within those sprint uh, times. I was going to say, finding sub-11 guys are not uh, easy to find. They're not walking around all over, especially this was done in Scandinavia. <laughs> they might have they found every single one of them. <laughs> My mouse. My mouse just died. Uh-oh. How does that happen? Hey, how do you get this button to go off, Zach? Do you know? What button? This little light over here came I think on. you broke that. I think I locked it. See, Zach, we kicked you off Jason Jules, and Ooh. now we're paying the price. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Technical difficulty. <laughs> Just like in the uh, text thread, nobody can read Jason's mind. He has to do Jason's Jules on his own. Yeah, right. Right. He's got his own plan. I can't even read my own mind, guys, if that makes you feel better. I feel like I could pull up my phone and so pull up yeah, Jason's Jules. Those were pretty right good. There's, those were pretty good studies. Those were good studies. I like those. Fast, get through the point. We did some on athletes. We did some on just general nutrition for the average human being. Come on. Come on, guys. Body weight versus resistance training. So there's a guy, uh, there's a guy Jason follows on Twitter. So unrelated to health and wellness, this is about the the economy. (laughs) This is a good one. At my dealership, we sell one of the premier luxury brands. I'm currently at a conference receiving many market updates. So he's at this conference looking at market updates for some of his premier luxury brands. And here's what he said. In 2016, the average lease payment for this luxury brand car was $783 per month. In 2023, the average lease payment for this car is $1,362. Over the same period, the average amount financed has gone from 48000 to 85000 that's from 2016 insane. to 2023 I'm telling you is it just about to go off, go off a cliff i don't know we can't sustain that long term can we well i think that's the whole is, issue right like it's like uh it's not like wages are going up at the same rate no way that's where there's a problem i mean at some point are people going to be able to afford a new car yeah and here let's do this one this is another one on jason's jewels during the Great Depression, houses were three times the average salary. Today, it's eight times. Cars were 46% of the yearly salary. Today, it's 85%. Holy moly. Rent only took 16% of the annual salary during the Great Depression. Today, it's 42%. Some ask whether we are already in an unrecognized silent recession that is being hidden by massaged data from the government. Wow. Conspiracy. But I thought that was crazy too. Hmm. Well, we can't end on that. That's okay, uh, Zach, you a little gotta, depressing. You got a little high, <laughs> little bit more. This of is a upbeat. good one. This oh will, boy. This will get our audience going. At least one person in our audience. Why me? No, no, not oh, you. Gotcha, I know. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. It's been gotcha. suggested. Zach, go ahead. All right, so U.S. version of Doritos Cool Ranch versus U.K. version of the Cool Ranch, and it lists all the ingredients. I'm not going to go through them all because I can't nope. pronounce half of them. But really, uh, I think the thing that they've got highlighted is the artificial color. So red 40, blue 1, and yellow 5 in the U.S. version, and then in the U.K. version, just anato. Yeah, which yeah, just has color is anato. 
which in the U.S. it's artificial color, red 40, blue 1, yellow 5. And we've had some people on us about talking about some dyes and some side effects. Yeah. And I got nervous going down that uh, path. Uh, yeah. I but I yet- think we got to give the people what they want. Well, that's true. we got to give our <laughs> a taste test. Is that what we got to do? Yeah, there we go. Let's <laughs> bring see, in some Cool Ranch. I think if this comes back positive in some of the things I've heard, a lot of my problems could be related to heavy Dorito consumption as a child. Do you think they taste the same? Like if we imported some Cool Ranch Doritos from the UK and then eat some Cool Ranch from the... Like I wonder... I bet the taste is probably the same because I can't imagine the color plays that heavily into taste. Or does it? <laughs> or does it? <laughs> I don't have a uh, Cool Ranch palette. I don't know if I could help out there. Yeah, same. But that was all you had? Did you see all of them on that? Yeah, there was a bunch more. Yeah, there's a bunch but, on there. Like every single... Like staple in America's households are bad compared to the other ones. Will you pull that back up? Yeah. What the the Doritos? It's not just Doritos. Oh, look at it. Look, you there's a thread. It. Oh, it's a thread. Oh, okay. I didn't you know, know that a threads where there's several. Yeah, they I can't highlighted do that. the uh, the color was the big thing on there. Okay, so yeah, the big thing is. Can you go to that post? Difference though? in artificial color. Yeah. Can you scroll down the thread? Oh, there we go. No, that's not it. There's oh. a bunch of pages to that. Like, click on it. I did click on the it. The arrow. Click. Like, is oh, there the maybe there's there's more. Yeah, there you go. Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops in America. Red 40, blue 1, yellow 6, BHT for freshness. And in Canada, Fruit Loops, none of that. Maybe that's Again, what, with the an, an, Anato. You know what they use in... Uh, they use turmeric over there in Canada. They use it here, too. So Not, you, it was in there? Yeah, turmeric. Yeah, oh, yeah, turmeric wow. extract. All right. All right. Now Thanks we're comparing the US, U.S. version of Mountain Dew versus the U.K. version of Their Mountain Dew. Their bottles even suck over there. What's the difference? They don't have it highlighted here. They don't have the grippy. That's what he wants. I don't like. I don't, yeah, I like the grippy. Look after uh, after uh, gum arabic. They have calcium, disodium, EDTA, brominated vegetable oil, and yellow, yellow five vegetable there oil in our Mountain Dew. Man, God, Open to America, fat child. Mm. All right, U.S. version of M and M's. Yep, blue one, Lake. Yellow six, red 40, yellow five, blue one. Jeez Louise. UK version. They have blue one. And that's it. But they also have curcumin. Curcumin. Wow. Carmine. Yeah. Things I've heard of, though. Yeah. Mixed. It's crazy. Carotenes. That's going to be an orange color. I mean. Oh, Campbell's. But why does the market, (laughs) why does the label look like it's from like 1930? Yeah, that's just Campbell's, man. It's an it's no, not, no, 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 it's, no. it's an icon. Why is it look different Australia? in Australia versus over here? Like, it's are they not allowed Australia. to make it look like a, yeah, that right. can's from 1930? It's Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right. it takes a while to get there. To see that? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe if you guys if you got if you could see this, could just look the at amount it. of ingredients in the U.S. version of Campbell's Minestrone Soup is almost double. The length of the list from Australia. We should do a blind taste test. Can we order? Oh uh, yeah, that would Zach, be good. Yeah, order I some minestrone from Australia. <laughs> and I would be interested to try the Cool Ranch. I still have a weird thing with Cool Ranch Doritos from that Cool Bus oh, there trip. We go. Back back to the nicotine. Yeah, guys, okay. it, it like gets me. I'm a nervous. There we go. These are like different ingredients or different. Yeah, things, that's though. that's different flavors. Sunny D. Mm. Sunny D might be the most poisonous thing you could put in your body. Jeez. Sorbate, yellow five, yellow six, calcium, disodium, EDTA. None of that in the UK version of Sunny D. There's canola oil in Sunny D. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unicorn. Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. 
Again, same just, thing. just more, yeah, more red for God, me. it's insane. I think we do need to do one on color. All right, so we got we got how to build a nice boot. Yep. We got colors. Yeah, we got and we got to do a blind taste test. A blind taste in, test. Import. We still have to do VO2 max testing live. Yeah, we need to get get our VO2 max thing up and running. Once my calf's healed, I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> it's bad. You're like Aaron Rodgers, man. Day. There's no, you're That's not coming it. back. I feel like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I walked in today. Remember, I was I was sanding a piece of furniture. And I could barely stand up. Yep. I think everything is going to hell. Everything you've told me to do on this show has not worked. I don't think you've done anything we've told you on this show. <laughs> Sleep. Sleep. Stop drinking alcohol. Oh, you guys. I've been. I've got a few texts since we started this, wondering if I drink too much because of the show. Yeah, and I'm that's like, on you. you no, that's not me. It's because Nick paints me as this no. drunk with a bag outside of the store. No, it's your comments after You paint yourself that way. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Did I ever say like we had a, uh, like there, there, there's somebody who works here who was working on someone uh, who doesn't know either one of us. So uh, they were like, and, and, and this person was telling them about our podcast. And I forget, they were talking about something. And then I walked by and, and she was like, yeah, that's one of them. Or no, maybe you walked by. I, I can't remember how it was, but anyway. Terrible story. They referred to like Jason and they were like, is Jason the fat one? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, that sounds terrible. It's like, well, no, the, the funny thing was, is like this person's never seen Jason. They don't know. It's just, they've heard it. That's what it was. They've oh. listened to the podcast and it's like, you always refer to yourself. <laughs> like, I don't sleep, I drink, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it had nothing to do with what you actually look like. They were just like. Did they not see the logo? I'm telling you, My I don't think God, they have. Look at that chin. <laughs> Chiseled. <laughs> oh, that's good. I think that's enough for today. Okay, that's good. Good Jason's Jewels. I think like that's an improvement. Quick, easy. Improvement on our normal Jason's Jewels? Yes. Okay, good. I think, uh, oh, he has one right there on... Uh, Riley Leonard. I like this. It's the last one because I think it pertains a lot to our demographic of athletes. Okay. All right, so Duke... Football really just beat up on Clemson. Yep. And upset so, of the upset of the century? No, yep. not at all. Okay. It was a pretty big upset. Yeah, pretty big. An upset. I don't but feel like big. I heard articles saying like yeah, that's maybe big, biggest a, upset ever. You would ooh. disagree? All right. Mm-hmm. As I don't far know. as college football goes? Some people saw it coming. I know some people there. Okay. So, so this is the uh the tweet put out by uh, a friend of ours, a coach, it's uh Tony Holler. He put most high school quarterbacks think they need to specialize year round working with their well, I don't see what it says. You moved Oh, yeah. Working with their you scroll, I think probably oh, scroll what, back probably up. Like, no, scroll back up. Yeah, uh, working, working with, with their with private their, trainers. Yep. Seems that playing basketball and running track works too. And they have a picture of the his last name's Leonard. It's Riley Leonard. He's the Duke quarterback. Um and so he this company that rates prospects um, called Tracking Football. They they rank high school prospects for college, and they rank college prospects for the pro. They had him at as a 4.8 out of 5 um, coming out of high school, which means he was ahead. He was better than 95% of the ACC uh, recruits. Um, he's taller than 94% and heavier than 75% of D1 quarterbacks in high school when he was in high school. Okay, so tall and heavy. Um, he was a triple jumper in high school and jumped 43 feet. Um, and that's better than 100% of all the drafted quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay. He also competed in long jump, high jump, and the 300-meter hurdles. 
Um, he was the Alabama 7A Basketball Player of the Year. Wow. So he's a real good basketball and player. And he's from a small little town, Mobile, Alabama. And um, it just shows now he may have not been as high. I don't know what his offers were out of high school, so he may not have got a bunch of huge Power 5 schools. Okay. Um, but it, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, right. He's, he's that good, and he didn't have to do a lot of specialized training. He was just athletic and big and right. good. Probably could have went to college and played basketball somewhere. Potentially, yeah. He's a big guy. So, um, yeah, I think that's good for the kids to see and the parents to understand. A lot of this comes down to uh, he's a genetic freak. Yeah, right. So, it was good. And his mom texts him before every game that he sucks. His mom does? Yeah. So, I forget what it was <laughs> of why she does, but uh, it was something about, like, him, like, not wanting to get full, be, become full of himself, like, get lose track of who he is and so his like mom a just little inside joke will text thing. him like the day of the game like hey remember you suck ah, right? yeah, that's funny <laughs> so anything else we good i think we're good good episode this is a good one great all right sounds good see you guys The information provided on this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. No doctor-patient relationship is established by listening to this podcast. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast.